Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book study. My name is Santa H. from New Jersey, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, December 4th, at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page XXIX, the second paragraph that begins with, Men cry out to me. Today's readers are the 12 Steps, Esther F., the 12 Traditions, Nora S., and reading the literature today are Amy W., Allison L., and Carmela G. The share ID for Sunday, December 3rd, 2017, our special edition meeting is 10,748. That's 10748. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome anyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors, and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Esther F. to please read the 12 steps for us. Good morning. This is Esther F a recover compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio. 12 steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a, a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, Admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, Continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 
11, suffer prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service when I pass. Hey, thank you, Esther F. I will now ask Nora S. to read the 12 traditions for us. Good morning. My name is Nora S., and I'm a compulsive overeater from Madoc, Ontario. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service. I pass. And we thank you as well, Nora S. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book. We are in the doctor's opinion on page 
X-X-I-X. The second paragraph, beginning with, Men cry out to me, to two paragraphs ending, not respond to ordinary psychological approach. And comments will be on both. I will now ask Amy W. to get us started by reading. Good morning, everyone. This is Amy W., a recovered compulsive overeater in California. Santa, thank you so much for your service, and thank you all for being on the line. Grateful to be here. Men have cried out to me insincere and despairing appeal. Doctor, I cannot go on like this. I have everything to live for. I must stop, but I cannot. You must help me. Faced with this problem, if a doctor is honest with himself, he must sometimes feel his own inadequacy. Although he gives all that is in him, it is often not enough. One feels that something more than human power is needed to produce the essential psychic change. Though the aggregate of recoveries resulting from psychiatric effort is considerable, we physicians must admit we've made little impression upon the problem as a whole. Many types do not respond to the ordinary psychological approach. Well, I, uh, let me make sure I set my timer. I was one of the types that did not respond to an ordinary psychological approach when it came to compulsive overeating. And um, with this first paragraph, this appeal, this incredible despair crying out, um, I relate to that so much um, as a compulsive overeater. As a compulsive overeater, I, um, I remember being in the food and being on such binges that each morning I would say, I'm not going to do it. Uh, I won't eat today. I'll just stick to this food. And by 3 o'clock, I was binging. And I remember coming home from vacation back here to Southern California, looking up at the mountains, getting off the airplane, looking up at the mountains and having been on such a long two-week binge, feeling like I wasn't even on the planet anymore. I was no longer a participant in this life. I felt as if there was a film over my myself, and I was kind of moving around ghost-like. The beauty here is that there's a solution. And here we have this doctor saying to us, not just us, but to the entire medical community that as a whole, I mean, it's really jaw-dropping when I'm reading it again, that, you know, as a whole, the medical community has not helped these alcoholics, and then we can easily translate that to compulsive overeating. That certainly holds true for me. I did reach out to doctors and nutritionists and all kinds of people. Um, but what's needed is what he says here, which is so amazing to me that a doctor says this. One feels that something more than human power is needed for this psychic change to occur. And um, he refers to power, of course, on a previous page with a capital P. So the, if there's any silver lining, there is a silver lining in this desperation that it, we have a solution, and there's a whole chapter on it named exactly that there is a solution so it's for me in retrospect and you know of course still using this spiritual toolkit 10 and 11 and 12 every day that in retrospect i needed to be that desperate to pick it up 
um, and I'm not unique. Um, and so it's just very powerful paragraphs here, and I just want to thank you again, and I pass. And we thank you, Amy W., for your service. And to my fellows, I will be writing down names, so please call your name one time. And if you're using speakerphone when it's your turn to share, please um, avoid it. It would be helpful. So now I will open up the floor for anyone who would like to comment for approximately three minutes on what was read. Madam Boston. Larry. Mary Ellen B. Madam. Okay, this is who I heard. I heard Matt M, Larry K, Mary Ellen B. Who did I miss? Katie G from Boston. Okay, we'll start with this list right here. I have Matt M, Larry K, Mary Ellen B, Vasa O, and Katie G. Matt M, get us started. Good morning. Good morning, Santa. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Madam Compulsive Overeater from New Jersey. You know, more than human power, that means we have to find something outside of human help. Because doctors, nurses, our friends, our sponsors can't help us. We have to find a human uh, outside power, our God, or our higher power. So you needed to produce the essential psychic change, and psychic change equals spiritual awakening. You know, the ordinary psychological approach, I mean, therapy never worked because it always just does focus on the analysis of the problems, which just made the problems bigger to us. So that's why therapy never worked. And, um, you know, human power equals the tools, the meeting sponsor, abstinence, food, rehab, meal plan, et cetera, those type of things. You know, we need the steps to help us get recovered. We need to base this book to help us get recovered. Those are what we need. The human aid does not work for us anymore. I know for myself, I'm beyond human aid. People can tell me to their ruling the faith, Matt, what are you doing? You've got to lose this weight. You're going to have a heart attack. Stop eating. Stop eating pizza. Stop going to other restaurants and friends, blah, blah, blah. None of that stuff matters because the food, Matt, food is the only thing I see. Faced with this problem, I'm always one of those people who are definitely hardcore. I'm definitely a hardcore compulsive overeater. I'm definitely one of those people who... Um, those, those appeals fall on deaf ears. So I am definitely know I have a higher power that's helping me through this. It's not perfect. There's some days I'm not perfect with everything, but I'm trying to be a much better person than I was. I'm not, I'm not as selfish as I was. I'm not taking advantage of people like I was. I'm trying to give back to people the way, I'm, the way it was given back to me. I'm just trying to be a much better person because when I'm in the food or when I'm, when I'm struggling with myself, I'm not a nice person. I'm really trying to change that whole attitude, my whole outlook on life. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you. And thank you, Matt M. And good morning, Larry K. Good morning, Santa. How are you? Good morning. Um, Larry K, recovered compulsive overeater from Chicago. The uh, you know one feels that something more than human power is needed to produce the essential psychic change. You know, my intent may be good, but it is really at the core of self-centered ego-based thinking that despite what's been done on my behalf through these steps, sometimes we still desire to be the agent of change for others. And it was, you know, if one was really convinced that human power cannot produce the essential psychic shift, if they, if they really were, then we wouldn't sponsor as judgmentally as we often do. We wouldn't push and prod and we wouldn't try to mold and shape 
feelings and actions and behaviors of others. See, we would merely tell people just what we read here, that no human power could relieve them of the obsession. Not me as a human power, not you as a human power, or any other person walking the face of the earth. We'd tell them that if they work the steps precisely, they would be brought into alignment with the God of their own understanding. We tell them that God would remove the obsession unequivocally, that God would place their obsession in remission. Now, here's the reality for me today. If we who claim to be recovered are still operating as the centerpiece, the judge, the healer, even if our intentions are good, the world does not judge me based on my intentions. The world judges me based on my actions. I just need to know that we may be doing a disservice to the still suffering because it's the less compassionate thing because they'll begin to place their trust and reliance on Larry. And I assure you, if you do that, that's not where you want to place your trust and reliance on a finite human being, just like you, rather than where the steps are intended to lead you placing your trust in infinite God. And it's going to serve to delay or worse yet, prevents you from getting across the bridge to ultimate freedom. And if anything I've said is not supported by our text, I'd urge you to disregard it entirely. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Okay, thank you, Larry Kay. And good morning, Mary Ellen B. Good morning. This is Mary Ellen B. from Florida. Um, I don't I don't share very often, but uh, this this really jumped out at me, and I felt like um, I felt like I, I needed to to share, um, in particular for somebody or anybody that may be uh, new on the line or, or new to this whole concept here. Um, and what it was was, um, it, you know, how many times did I cry out to my doctors um, with this sincere and despairing. Um, you know, appeal. Um, I came in, I was 53 years old, uh, almost 300 pounds, and, you know, suicidal. And I just, I I knew I could not go on like this. Um, And I did have everything to live for. That also, um, that also uh, resonated with me. You know, a husband that I'd been married to for, you know, almost 40 years, you know, a I'm security, financial security, a beautiful home. I mean, everything. I couldn't understand. My doctors couldn't understand um, what it was. You know, why? Why couldn't I stop? Um, and it, you know, and then it goes on to say, if a doctor's uh, honest with himself, you know, he must feel his own a- inadequacy. And my doctors did. You know, they they understood that they couldn't help me, but they didn't understand. In this day and age, with all the information we have, that um, there is a solution out there. Um, so, you know, I was referred to have, you know, gastric bypass, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I found OA five years ago. I walked into the rooms and I found Vision for You, this meeting, three years ago, and I am recovered. And the other thing that I wanted to share this morning was, as far as the doctors go, I have an opportunity now, you know, my doctors, some of them I've had for almost a lifetime, they've seen this change in me, and I can educate them now and pass on um, this message. I, I can share this message with them. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. 
And we thank you, Mary Ellen B., for sharing this morning. And next we have Vasa O. Good morning, Vasa. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Santa. Thank you for your service. I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive reader, calling from Florida. I will never forget my desperation coming to the program. I had everything myself. I had, uh, I had the husband. I had the house. I had the children. You know, I had everything. But this food addiction was right there in my throat always. And as a matter of fact, I really did not know anything about the food addiction, but I remember praying out loud to God, which I very rarely pray to God anyways. I I must have been so desperate, you know. And I remember saying, God, if you're there, please show me where you are. Uh, Show me. Give me a sign. Help me here. I didn't know anything about the food addiction at that time. I just knew I could not stop. I didn't know they called it disease of food disorder, and not too long after that, I was led into Overeaters Anonymous, and this is where I found the good news. This is where I found hope, you know. Yeah, my doctors would give me a diet. Doctors don't understand, you know. They don't understand. My doctor didn't understand. Maybe they knew they educated more, and I tried to educate, you know, people and tell them what what I do and to pass it on. And uh, I know, you know, again, I heard I needed to find a power greater than myself. And I just was so willing, so ready. I just did not want to die. I had people in my family that that died from this disease. And I was petrified. But I could not stop, you know. I could not remove the obsession by myself. And no human power could have. But I needed to let God... I don't know how this God was going to work out. I was terrified, you know. But I kept on praying. You know, once I became abstinent, I prayed to God, please give me the strength, give me the power not to go back to the food. And, you know, the tools, the reading, the prayer, walking, going to take a bath, whatever, whatever, just to pass that obsession and gradually just lift. I, could, I wish I could tell you when it did, but it did. But I needed to work the, the steps, you know. Um, putting the food was number one, staying 100% away from my alcoholic foods and, and work the, the steps. And I was still angry. I was still resentful even when I surrendered, but I needed to keep going. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. And thank you, Vasa O. And next we have Katie G from Boston. Good morning, Katie. Sorry, Santa. May I be heard? Yes, you can. Having a little phone difficulties. Good morning, my friends. This is Katie G, recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic and bulimic in Boston, and so blessed by hearing everybody's <clears throat> message so far. Yeah, I mean, I never responded to the ordinary psychological approach. I mean, I share this all the time. I remember saying to my therapist, like, when is understanding that I had a painful childhood going to change the fact that I keep going home and binging my brains out? But in fairness to my psychologist and my psychiatrist, I was not honest with them. They were, they'd ask me crazy questions, like, when do you feel anxious? And, and when do you feel like you might need some medications? And I'd say, yeah, um, all the time. <laughs> so, <clears throat> excuse me, I was not <clears throat> giving them a fair approach 
um, either. And, you know, I mean, psychology has its place, but until I saw, until I took the focus on the fact, off the fact that my mommy, she didn't give me what I needed growing up, and neither did my dad, and, and that that was painful. But I actually saw, actually, KVG, you weren't the kind of daughter that you needed to be. And how about the kind of friend you are now? And how about the fact, Katie, that you're an adult now, and that although those feelings might feel real right now, like you might be having feelings of rejection or abandonment, you're 39 right now, KDG. Mommy is on her own. You're on her own. And you have to take responsibility for your behavior, right? And um, part of that responsibility, too, is, you know, I loved hearing my fellows this morning talk about the human powers, right? I didn't come in here with a lot of human powers but, you know, fortunately, I have been blessed with human powers as I have gone on in my recovery. And what I mean by that is um, doing this program a day at a time, keeping my food clean 100% and, and being in a recovered state of mind and body and taking those actions has led my life to open up. But I still can't go on like this. I have everything to live for. I must stop, but I cannot. What does that mean? It means that my program each and every day has to be the number one priority. It means that there's no room for wiggle room. Like I've been talking to a lot of people and um, and they're in relapse and they've been telling me, you know, life has slowly been, been coming in. And, you know, I understand that. I understand that life comes in. However, I'm going to have nothing. I am going to die if I don't keep this program first, if I don't keep this program first every single day. No human power can change me. Um, my husband can't fix me. My job can't fix me. And, you know, I'll just close with this, that I have to stay in integrity each and every day. You know, I have to live in the 12 steps. I have to live in honesty. I have to live in 100% honesty around my addiction. And only then, you know, do I have a fighting chance. And, uh, and I don't have to fight, but only then do I have a chance of living as a woman of honor, dignity, and grace. So I'm going to keep showing up one more day with all of you, and with that, I do pass. And thank you, Katie G. And thank you to my fellows for staying within the three minutes. Thank you so much. Uh, we will continue. We are on page XXIX, if you're just joining us, beginning with the second paragraph. We read two paragraphs this morning. And commenting on both, that begins with men cries out to me. So who would like to comment for approximately three minutes? Terry C. Terry C. Harlan yeah. G. This is Raquel E. from Israel. Janice B. Hello, can you hear me? I sure can. I'm just taking down names. So far, I have Terry. I'm not sure if it was Terry T. or G. You can correct me on that. Terry C. Thank you. And then I have Harlan G. I have Raquel from Israel. And Janice B. Anyone else? Sue Ellen C. Carolyn C. Okay. Sue Ellen C. Oh, Sue Ellen C. Thank you so much. Okay, we'll stop right here. And this is who I have. Terry, C as in cat, Harlan G. Rachel, I mean Raquel from Israel, Janice B. And Sue Ellen C. Good morning, Terry. Good morning. Thank you. Um, I'm Terry C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in New Jersey. And those who know me know that faced with this problem was one of my most favorite paragraphs in the doctor's opinion. And the main reason is 
um, we get the introduction to the doctor's opinion telling us that it's going to be convincing testimony and that that convincing testimony must come from medical men. Um, and here, the convincing testimony is something more than human power is needed. Something more than human power is needed. Every time I read that, it just strikes me as how can I not be convinced that God is the solution? Civilians are telling us, medical men, Dr. Silkworth, uh, I always say this is Dr. Silkworth's first step in, in his Al-Anon, you know, not being able to save us. Um, you know, it's just so convincing to me that the solution is God. It's that simple. It's that simple. And with that, I'll pass. And thank you, Terry C. from New Jersey. And next we have Harlan G. Good morning, Harlan. Good morning, Santa. Thank you for your service, and thank you to Team Monday for putting this magnificent meeting uh, possible, making it possible for us to be here this morning. This is a very tragic illness for the sufferer and for the people around us. It is a tragedy. And we all have memories. One of mine comes at this time of the year. There was a gathering of people, and there was a bunch of cookies. And there was enough cookies for a lot of, lot of, lot of different people. And I ate almost all of them before I was discovered. And I remember some people were yelling at my mother and father about, because I was like five or six. They were yelling at me too, but they were yelling at my mother and father. And my mother and father were highly embarrassed. And I remember that my mother and father took me to a doctor. And the doctor gave me a diet. Well, you know, that didn't do any good. This disease is a tragedy. In Yiddish, it would be an, an umglik, which means a bad luck. But an umglik is not good. And we look to human things, maybe psychologists or psychiatrists or doctors. They all have their place. Psychologists and psychiatrists and doctors have a vital place in our lives. When I needed my hip replaced or my knee replaced, I didn't go to a meeting. I went to a surgeon. But when it comes to this, there's only one place I can go, and that's to my, power, my higher power, to God. Only a spiritual awakening as a result of the steps is going to help me. And the big book tells us in two separate places, once one on XXVII, it says, we doctors have realized for a long time that some form of moral psychology was of urgent importance to alcoholics. That whole paragraph is telling me that the doctors know what's wrong with me and there's nothing they can do for me. And what we read this morning, nothing of this earth is going to help me. Money isn't going to solve it. Things aren't going to solve it. People are not going to solve it. Lord knows we've tried. It's only through a spiritual awakening as the result of the steps can I say to you this morning, I'm abstinent and I'm happy to be so. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. And thank you, Harlan G. Good morning, Raquel from Israel. you hear me? I can hear you now. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much for this wonderful meeting. And hello to all my dear friends, family, community there. Or as another one of us says, my, my spiritual brothers and sisters. 
I cannot say enough about the miracles of God. I'm 38 years in program. The only good thing I did is I never left. The one thing, in a way, whichever convoluted way I was working it and lost weight and gained weight, one thing was for sure. They said, don't leave before the miracle happens. And I add to it, and don't stand for God's sake with a stopwatch warning God all the time, you better do it now. I've been already, okay, so it's been 30 years. And you know what? If, if I get a daily reprieve until December 12th, I will have nine years that I haven't had sugar or flour in my mouth, that I have given up one after the other thing. And yes, I use psychologists to the hilt, and they help me stay alive. And I use OA to a hilt, to, to a hilt. And the wonderful community. I hope you are timing me, sweetie, because I have my timer near me and I didn't put it on. That the doctor who who I sat on his floor, totally like devastated, and he would come to things that I did in the school because he took care of some kids there. And the psychologist, psychiatrist, excuse me, the, the master of the Institute of Living in Hartford, and he'd look at me and he'd say, you mean you can do this and you cannot do that? He, this great man was lecturing all over the world on organic brain damage, could not understand how come I cannot stop eating. And so something beyond human power, he was Roman Catholic, and he and I, a Jewish as I am, were quoting Bible all over the place. But he was a very humble man, and he understood that there is something here. That, and when I explained, and I didn't have the doctor's opinion in my hands, for God's sake, I couldn't explain it to, to my next husband, who was a psychiatrist. I could not explain to him this disease until I had this in my hand because, you know, for many reasons. I wish I, you know, maybe one day I will give a special on that. The, the tremendous, the, 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 the uh, entire psychic change, I don't know how much of it I have, but I'll tell you one thing. If I came back yesterday for my late, wonderful late husband's um, uh, memorial, the Lord's site, and it's the 20th year, and I came home and I couldn't sleep till 3 o'clock in the morning. There was so much happening in my heart. Yes, thank you. And I didn't go to the food. It didn't even enter my mind. How is it? Is it a miracle or what? I just can't believe, you know. I just can't believe it. It, it is beyond human power. And God bless Dr. Silkwood. I'm finishing. Just, I, I was at a meeting that they asked me to speak. And I made little pictures of Dr. Silkwood, you know, and I gave everybody Just a reminder, time. Book. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to me. God bless you all. And I pass. And thank you, Roger. Next we have is Janice B. Good morning, Janice. Good morning. Thank you, Santa. Good morning, visionaries. This is Janice B., Compulsive overeater in Vermont. Grateful to be here. Grateful to be opening my mouth. Okay, so <clears throat> some, one feels that something more than human power is needed to produce the essential psychic change. So what is that psychic change? 
um, the a spiritual awakening. Um, and it's um, like I, my spirit is inside me and deep down inside and for everyone, their spirit is deep down in, inside. The human power is, is, for me, is like my ego and the way I have been operating in my life since I was little, my beliefs. And those beliefs are like faulty. <laughs> and and I, I, I look out from those beliefs and, and see a hostile world. But the truth is, the truth is, it's a friendly, the world is a friendly place. And, and that's the entire psychic change. It's relate, relating to the world, to, to, to people um, in a new way, from a new place in, in, from inside of me that um, seeking the truth and acting out of the truth um, produces the change. I was journaling this morning and thinking about um, what uh, the analogy of the boat, like we're in a boat and we need to row. The boat is really the higher power, my higher power. And who's in that boat with me? Am I all alone in that boat? And I've lived my life like I'm all alone in that boat. And more than anything, I want connection and relationship, but that's something that I I don't, you know, I it's hard for me. So, like, I need to um, relate. I need to form relationships with other people, the spirit in other people, and and um, and have a relationship with myself, the spirit in me, and believe that um, the world is a friendly place, and act out of that, and and that's that's the boat, you know, that's that's what carries me. And with that, I pass. Thank you. And we thank you as well, Janice, B, for your share. And next we have is Sue Ellen C. Good morning to you. Hi. Can you hear me? I sure can. Okay, thank you. I'm Sue Ellen C. from Salem, Massachusetts, and struggling with my with the food all my life. And I remember when I was, I don't know, 13 or 14, my mother took me to my pediatrician to try to understand what this, I couldn't control the food and try to understand why. And he said, she'll grow out of it. And I knew on some level that was not going to happen. And, and then going to church and asking God to just remove it. But I, you know, coming into program and listening to a vision for you and working the steps, realizing that, yeah, there were things that I was eating over the negative self-talk, the chatter that was in my head the low self-esteem, things like that. But then the next part of realizing my character defects, being selfish and self-centered and that aspect of it and having to have that psychic change, finally 
changed who I was. It took many, many years, but I'm so grateful that I finally understand what this is and I'm able to work this program. I'm so grateful to all of you um, for working this program for Overeaters Anonymous. It's been a miracle in my life. So grateful. Thank you. And thank you, Sue Ellen. Sue Ellen C. Thank you. And if you're just joining us, we are on page XXIX, uh, the second paragraph. We read two paragraphs this morning and commenting on both. And we will continue. Uh, we have we could take a few more names. Uh, who would like to comment for approximately three minutes? Leslie W. Kenton T. Ruth H. Sarah G. Marion H. Okay, this is who I have. Ruth H. I have Leslie W. Tendon P, I believe. Ruth, I believe, is with an H. Sarah W. And Marion H. Good morning, Leslie W. Good morning, Santa. <clears throat> Thank you so much for your service. This is Leslie W., recovered compulsive overeater in Tennessee. Doctor, I cannot go on like this. I have everything to live for. I must stop, but cannot. You must help me. And I can just pretty much replace that word doctor with just about anything or anybody. Um, when I first came into program <clears throat> with a three-month-old baby on my on my hip, I was like, please, fellowship, tell me, what have I got to do? I can't go on like this. I have everything to live for. I have a beautiful brand new house and um, a little bit, a beautiful brand new baby and a husband. And, but I, yet I, I couldn't see the, the, the tree from the fault. Um, <clears throat> and I kept going to, I did go to therapist. I did go to nutritionist. I kept getting this mindful eating approach shoved at me. Um, and I didn't understand that I had a disease. Um, <clears throat> and even in the fellowship, even in the rooms of OA, I looked to the fellowship. Um, I looked to my husband. I looked to the people around me to, quote, unquote, solve my problems. I didn't want to, um, and even before that, I mean, that was a pattern for me even before that with parents. And, you know, I just didn't want to take responsibility for um, my life, you know, I wanted other people to fix me, I wanted other people to solve my problems. And, you know, um, life does happen. And, and today I, you know, we're going through some things um, <clears throat> um, with my husband and, and, and his job. And, 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 you know, there's some scary things on the horizon. But I know that nothing and no one except for God is going to fix me and is going to make me okay today. And it has taken me a long time to get to that point. But thankfully, I know that that is, that is true for me today. Um, and it has taken my fellows and it has taken um, a lot of time and a lot of tears to get to that point. But um, you know, I pressed into these steps and I did the work and I continue to do the work today um, that my higher power guides me to do. And for that, I am grateful. Pass. 
And thank you, Leslie W. And next we have Tenzin P. Good morning, Tenzin. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Tenzin P. Grateful to be here on the line. Um, first, I wanted to express my gratitude for how many on this line share that they have experienced this essential psychic change. You know, it says in this paragraph, the aggregate of recoveries. Oh, I, I, it, it gives me a, a great amount of inspiration to hear the aggregate of recoveries on this line. A lot of joy. And um, for myself, I don't understand that psychic change, but I am experiencing it in various ways um, uh, for many months now in relation to the food. And um, lastly, I'm in my ninth step now, deep in my ninth step. And um, I do experience anguish, the anguish of not compulsively eating and really facing you know, what I've been carrying around as baggage for so many years. Uh, and I also experience a lot of peace in the process. And even just as I'm taking the actions of figuring out, you know, what I'm, what I'm going to say and what exactly did I do and what is the amend, it's, it's a, it, I'm so grateful for having the, the steps as a process and to be doing my part. So with that, I pass. Thank you. And we thank you as well, Tenzin P. And next we have is Ruth H., I believe. Yes, thank you so much. Yes, this is Ruth H., as in happy, joyous, and free, so gratefully recovered um, in Connecticut. And um, thank you for letting me share. This really spoke to me today, you know, the, the first um, the first paragraph, uh, I must stop, but I cannot. It is so easy for me to forget, um, even though I've only been recovered for a little over a year now, it's still very easy for me to re forget just how awful um, this disease was in my life, that how many times I cried out that I can't go on like this, that I need to stop, um, but I never could. Um, that, that because I always thought it was I, it was, it was me that needed to do that work. And I tried. I know um, God, as I choose to call my higher power, knows how hard I tried. You know, every fast or cleanse or um, new diet, self-help books. Um, and as it talks about, I went through the psychological approach. I had therapists and health coaches, none of whom understood me or, or could heal me. Um, and I... I um, all of whom I understand now just were not real compulsive overeaters, nor had worked with some in any successful manner that they knew how to instruct me until I will say, until I was um, by the grace of God directed to a private program that did recommend that I go on to OA. And that's how I found all of you who have helped me so much in my recovery. Um, but I also re realized as we, has been shared before, it, 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 um, um, it, it's not in any human power. It's only because of a power greater than myself. It's only because of God, as I choose to call that, um, that you have all helped me find in my own way uh, and, and um, who removes my compulsion daily. And for that, I am just so grateful to all of you for your help and support each day and, um, and to God who um, continues to understand my weaknesses and the reappearance of my character defects. 
um, and my inability at times to stay as connected as I would like, but who welcomes me back every time and, and is always there for all of my needs. Um, and who grants me this daily reprieve, which just has changed my entire life. So um, if there are newcomers on the line, which we'll hear shortly, um, just as, as others have said, stay, you know, the miracle will happen. Work these steps um, as hard as you possibly can and as quickly and as thoroughly as you possibly can. And um, there is a recovered life out there for you too. So on that, I'll pass. Thank you so much for letting me share. And thank you, Ruth H. Happy, joyous, and free. I like that. And next we have is Sarah W. Good morning, Sarah. Did I get that right? Sarah W., so I want to unmute. Okay, if not, we move on to Marion H. Good morning, Marion. Hi, this is Marion H. Thank you so much for allowing me to share, and thanks for everyone. Thanks you for doing service, and thanks for everyone on the line. Um, I don't share very often, and I'm still very nervous about sharing. And the essence of what I would like to say is that, unfortunately, I have been around uh, for a very long time in a way, and that's not the unfortunate part. That the unfortunate part is that I sometimes still don't have the awareness that I pick up. I just pick up. And I'm just starting to realize that, which is a, a good thing, I guess. And uh, I'm just so grateful that I never left these rooms and, and I know the answer is in God and in, and in the 12 steps. And I'm just going to keep coming until the awareness comes to me and I know that I haven't been working diligently enough this program and maybe that's part of it too and, and I don't make the calls that I'm supposed to be making and I'm still isolating so that's also not good but I'm so grateful for everyone on the line and I do pass, thank you and thank you Marion H, uh, we do have time for one or two more shares, who would like to comment? Jerry P. Jerry P., you got it. Go right this ahead. Elise. Kathy K. This is Elise. And Kathy K. This is Elise. <clears throat> Jerry P., go right ahead, followed by Kathy K. Thank you. Hi, my name is Jerry, and I just started coming back. Uh, I am, um, I do, I just started coming back to meetings. I left about two or three years ago, and I just started coming back. Uh, about a month and a half um, to meetings, and um, and I just want to say thank you for the people that have called me, and I never got back in touch with them uh, yet. Um, what stood out for me, and um, in the doctor's opinion, when they talked about um, men and women have cried out sincerely. And I, you know what? I think about that. I've been to I've been to so many therapists, and I remember I just thought that if I go to a therapist, they would be able to help me because I looked for the therapist to help me, uh, but they couldn't help me. 
And I went to a meditation therapist one time that you sit on the floor and hold hands and you cry out, and that didn't work either. And I remember just, I, I remember with every soul, everything in me, I kept saying to myself, this is spiritual. This is spiritual. And when I would talk to people about it, I would tell them about how I was feeling and how I just would be in a zombie stage and just pick up the food for no reason at all. And I said, this got to be spiritual. But some people just didn't get it. I said, this is bigger than me. And I remember I kept talking to God about it and praying to God. And when I came into the, uh, I never thought I had anything to live for, not even my my two kids. I, I, I just didn't, it just wasn't there. Because I was suffering so bad, and it just wasn't there. So I'm glad that I am um, have the courage to come back, regardless of what um, I'm, my disease is telling me. So I'm just glad to be here. Thanks for letting me share. And we thank you, Jerry P. And last we have is Kathy K. Good morning, Kathy. Thank you, Santa, for your service. This is Kathy Kay, Recovered in Boston. And, you know, I'm just so aware of how devastated I was when I first read these paragraphs um, because I was living deeply in my agnosticism and I did not have any sense that I could... um, open up a relationship with a higher power. And I'm so grateful that through working the steps and listening to my fellows, while it took a long time, I was on a path that led me to a connection with my higher power. And it's something that's tenuous. It's not It's not something that I easily seek um, my connection with God, but um, by listening to these meetings and talking to my fellows, I'm reminded that that's exactly what I need to do on a moment-to-moment basis in order to live in recovery rather than falling into disease thinking of any kind. So I will keep coming back, and really, for those who may wonder how this spiritual solution could come about for them. Let me say that if it came about for me, it can come about for anyone. And with that, I pass. Thank you. And thank you, Kathy Kay. And we have less than a minute remaining. And I would say to myself, my favorite line here, and it was read today, is one feels something is more than a human power is needed to produce essential psychic change. And I'm so grateful for the psychic change that I have received, um, just living day in and day out, working um, to the best of my ability, um, these wonderful 12 steps. And just like um, Ruth H. had mentioned, I am also, by the grace of the power vested inside of me, live each day happy, joyous, and free. And there's nothing else better I can ask for. And with that, um, we want to thank everyone who shared this morning. Thank you so much for your comments. Um, Please join us for the second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. 
The share ID for the 7 a.m. meeting, Monday, December 4th, 2017, is 10750. That's 10,750. We will now close with the reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Allison L. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Until you, and keep you until then. Yes, thank you. Good morning. This is Allison L., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Ohio. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.